Hello, everybody, and welcome to In Depth, presented by the San Antonio Express News. My name is Luis Vasquez, and I'll be your host as we bring in journalists, editorial board members, and columnists to give us an inside perspective into the stories they bring to the Express News each week. Today, I'm joined by staff writer Timothy Fanning. He joins the show today to talk about his latest article on the North Pole sign at Hogwild Records. Welcome to the show, Tim. Timothy, how are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. No, it's, it's been a pleasure. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, I'm really familiar with the sign. I used to ride the 90 Via bus way back in the day. I don't know if it still runs past Hogwild. I used to see that sign all the time when I was younger and uh, I never questioned it. It was it's just a part of Hogwild. What was it like researching this story? Was it fun? Oh, it was so much fun. Um, it's not really mentioned that much in our archives. So uh, on the front facing wall of um, Hogwild Records is a sign that points to the North Pole, points north, of course, 4,189 miles. Um, and um, digging through our archives, we hadn't only really mentioned it in passing. It's kind of like a joke about the summertime, but kind of digging through, it looks like uh, a old uh, express photographer had uh, clipped on a photo of a polar bear in front of the sign. Um, there's other kinds of neat things, like there's this really uncomfortable girl um, in the 1940s who's posing next to the sign who seemed to question uh, the distance from San Antonio to the North Pole. Um, so it was a lot of fun. It was also great, too, because, I mean, that was one of the first things I heard about San Antonio when I got here in July is that there's this ridiculous sign on this great record store. And so I went in and talked to um, the uh, store manager and he told me that it means so much more to the store than just like a bit of geographical trivia. It's kind of just emblematic of a store that just is just full of interesting information about the city. Like I said, I have seen it probably hundreds of times, never once questioned it or even thought about it. It, it just felt like a staple of it. And uh, reading it, like I love the the polar bear thing you mentioned. I, I'm going fur away. I can't bear this climate like that. Classic <laughs> pun. What was it like digging through the archives? It was really hard to find. Uh, we'd only mentioned it um, maybe three or four times. Is, is it a digital archive or was it something more uh, analog, let's say? It's digital. Yeah, we have uh, close to 300 years worth of um, Hearst newspaper archives to dig through digitally. Um, so it's pretty easy. There's no going down to the library. There's no going down to a historical association and digging through microfilm or yellowed newspapers. Um, it's uh, rather easy. You just know how to know uh, which search terms to use. And... Uh, yeah, so it was it was fun. Um, the North Pole marker ended up there because of a uh, car accident about a little over eighty years ago, slammed into what was then a drugstore. Um, the tile was green, and they had an impossible time to uh, find a replacement tile for it. So they decided <laughs> to just add. The fun fact that the North Pole is uh, 4,189 miles away. I think you mentioned in the story, he uh, he reached out to the map makers. Uh, Rand McNally. Rand McNally map makers. Yeah, he reached out to Rand McNally and they told him that uh, that it was the distance. I reached out to them too to see if it changed, maybe climate change had changed the distance somehow, or maybe something happened with the calculation, but I still have yet to hear back to see if that's a still, still an accurate um, distance from the North Pole. 
You also have another great San Antonio uh, article about it's the world records that San Antonians hold or that San Antonio holds. Can you talk a little bit about that one as well? Yeah. So uh, you might be familiar already that the Guinness World Record Museum is in downtown San Antonio. And uh, I guess that's an excuse for San Antonians to break some ridiculous records. There's a uh, MacArthur High School senior who uh, set the world record, I think in 2012, for the most high fives in an hour. Um, He basically lined up a bunch of students at the school and got 2,215 high fives. Oh, my God. (laughs) His hand must have hurt at the end of it. Yes. Or making 17,000 pork and bean tamales. It, only San Antonio can do that, honestly. <laughs> that, I, I was reading through these and uh, they're ridiculous and I'm weirdly proud of them. Uh, what was another one? Uh, the small, you know, there's one that's really cool. The smallest medical robot. That one's actually really impressive. Yeah, absolutely. We are home to the smallest medical robot. If I remember correctly, some researchers at one of the local universities had developed it to help, um, uh, develop a cure or treatment to cancer and Alzheimer's, Mm -hmm. um, so that was really neat too. Um, I mean, San Antonio is also a huge hub for other inventions too. So it's really kind of a, a no surprise that uh, that uh, something like that came out of uh, the Alamo City. There's some really like oldest kidney transplant recipient. That's actually a big deal. Uh, we have a bunch of basketball world records. Absolutely, including Greg Popovich being the I think the oldest tenured uh, NBA coach. Most seasons uh, coaching the same team. Mm-hmm. Most tamales made in 12 hours. That one's great. I see Julian Castro on there back in 2011. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they tried to set another tamales uh, record, but they had fallen short. I think it was like the longest. No, it was enchiladas. I think they were trying to make the longest, um, the longest, but I think they had fallen short. Let's see. I'm looking through it right now. Most marathons. Yeah, that's interesting. There was a, an out-of-town guy who did uh, like – how much was that? That was uh, – 239 marathons from yeah, December that's right. 2012 to November 2013. Wow. He wrapped up here in San Antonio. I think he's in, he's in his middle ages too. I think he's a middle-aged guy. <laughs> I get tired running to my car. <laughs> and uh, – you have a lot of really cool and interesting articles. I think I have one more for you that I really wanted to talk about. And it was the Night Rider 2000 that was filmed in San Antonio. Oh, Lord. Yeah. People have really been liking that one. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that one? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you might be already familiar with the Night Rider series with the old school hunk, David Hasselhoff, um, and his talking car kit. Well, um, a few years after the uh, series ended, they decided to film a made-for-TV movie in San Antonio in 1991. And so... It involves a futuristic city where guns are banned and uh, cops use ultrasound guns and capital punishment consists of cryo-freezing criminals. And one of those bad guys gets dethawed and he has this mission to basically return guns to the world. And um, that's kind of how we meet um, meet David Hasselhoff again, who was away fishing, I think, in Mexico in retirement. 
um, and comes back to uh, help save the day with a local rookie cop who uh, who's who was played by a, a Trinity University grad. Uh, my my favorite line from your article is. While the Knight Rider series has been rebooted several times, the franchise has yet to return to San Antonio. I don't know why that line just tickled me. <laughs> like we're expecting it to return at some point. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if you look in our archives, there's so much hope that the made for TV movie would mean a whole series or another movie filmed in San Antonio. And that never actually materialized, despite the fact that, you know, there's been a new film, there's been a couple adaptations of it, but no one's returned back to the Alamo City. Apparently, we're not... uh, um, futuristic enough or we're futuristic enough for 1991 but not so much for um the 21st century the last movie that i remember i'm sure there's been way way more and it's just my uh lack of knowledge on it but the last one i remember vividly was uh miss congeniality was filmed in san antonio as well right right yeah we have a uh, a bunch of uh, hollywood credits and uh i just okay so now i kind of wanted to talk about you timothy um you said you you uh you came to San Antonio in June. I came into San Antonio in July. In and, July, um, well, where'd you come from? Um, I came from sunny Sarasota. I was covering government, um, more kind of as a an accountability reporter. But I've always had this interest in weird and wacky stories, uh, interesting bits about cities. And when this job popped up, I thought it as the the perfect opportunity to come to San Antonio and to find some unique bits of odd things happening. Um, I love stories, uh, especially about people who are doing weird or interesting things or offbeat. I found a couple of those stories around town. Um, like there was a guy from Baltimore um, who was dancing on the South side in an effort to bring live theater to um, underprivileged kids. He was um, dressed as Prince and oh, dressed as Michael Jackson. And he was moonwalking in the, in the, in the crosswalk crawling on cars and air guitaring and like, um, yeah, it was great. Well, I was looking through your past articles to see which ones I wanted to talk about. And it was, it's just like a crash course on like San Antonio. Like, what? I mean, where do you start? What Do you remember what your first article was and, and how you approached it? I mean, not knowing the city is what I mean. Like, not knowing like as a, as a, like as a new resident. Yeah, actually, uh, you know, driving into Texas, if you're heading on um, I-10, you see the sign that says drive safe the, or no, drive safe the texas friendly way and i was like is that really the state motto and i found this study by verizon that basically found that texans are actually meaner than you than you thought and so (laughs) i I just love stories like that because it tickles me that like uh, (laughs) yeah it just tickles little things like that tickle me about this new state it's it's definitely a new experience this this world of texas and so I just love experimenting and exploring that through the stories that I tell here. Well, that's awesome. I really appreciate you uh, taking the time out to do this with me, Tim. Um, let's do it again sometime. I look forward to it. Thank you so much. <laughs>